What is up, kangaroo chasers? And this week, I have a very special guest. Uh, to my knowledge, the first time that he's recorded an Australian-based podcast, uh, perhaps the first time he's spoken to Australian media, if I can call myself that. Um, guys, it's Luke Lacoste, president of the French Rugby League Federation. Um, absolutely amazing. He's been in the job for three months, but what passion, determination, there's a plan. And I've just been excited to launch this episode ever since I recorded the interview. Um, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. You're probably here to listen to Luke and what he has to say about French Rugby League. Um, take a deep dive into the back catalogue. You might also enjoy episode 58, uh, Remy Casti, a Frenchman in lockdown. I recorded that with the French forward and uh, former Catalan Dragon and Sydney Rooster um, at the, the very start of lockdown when all when COVID began, so 50 episodes ago now. It's, it seems like yesterday, but it was a while. You might also be interested in episode 62, Pacific Trezor, Pacific 13. That was a chat with Laurent Gagnier, who is the media manager for the new uh, French-Polynesian-based club. Uh, looking to get into the Queensland Intrust Super Cup in the next couple of years. So you might find those intriguing. Check them out if you're into your French rugby league talk. Uh, and there's also some other great stuff in that back catalogue. So if you like this one, you're going to like a lot of our stuff if you're new. So welcome. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you're a kangaroo chaser, welcome back. We love having you as part of our family, part of our ever-growing network. Really appreciate you uh, joining in, listening, sharing, uh, subscribing, writing reviews, telling your friends, all that sort of thing. We really love having you here and being a part of this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful community that we're building. That's enough for me. We're going to get straight into this interview because it's a cracker. No golden points this week. I'm Michael Carboni, and this is episode 108 of the Chasing Kangaroos podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a big Chasing Kangaroos welcome. A very honoured to have this guest with, with us this evening, my time, this morning, his time. He's the president of the French Rugby League Federation, Mr. Luc Lacoste. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very proud to be with you today. It's a, we're, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, French Rugby League is, is something we, we don't get to hear and see a lot of where I am in Australia, and uh, we're seeing more and more of it this year, uh, thanks to the wonderful world of social media, which is fantastic. But I understand, Luke, um, that you only discovered Rugby League recently, uh, in 2017, I believe, if I'm correct. So is this true? And can you tell us a little bit about your background and, and your experience with our sport? If you say that 
I know rugby league in uh, I, I knew rugby league in 2014. Uh, so it's not so far away, but it's not uh, from uh, two or three months. Um, <laughs> in fact, I I was vice chairman and chairman of a rugby union okay. club. Yep, professional rugby union club, uh, which is. USAP, which is a big club uh, of rugby union in France. And um, I discovered the rugby league when I came to a match in Dragon Catalan in Brutus, the stadium Brutus. And when I arrived and, and began to see the, 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 the game, I had two main uh, sentences, two main reflections. I said first, wow, <laughs> what is that sport? And uh, with uh, all the, the the course, all all the all the the runs, all the all the, the 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 speed of the game was uh, was new for me. And uh, I said, wow, it's a beautiful game. That was my first reflection. Then I said. How a guy like me, who is uh, who loves every sport? I mean, I love cycling, I love football, I do love tennis, I love rugby, I love uh, ping pong, mm. tennis table, I love every. I, I mean, I mean, I love Formula One. Um, I love every sport, but I didn't knew, in fact, rugby league, and I said. It's a mistake. It's a real mistake that in France, rugby league is not so well known, even if it's a brilliant sport. And I said, maybe in a few years, I will try to help that sport to develop in France. And um, I stopped rugby union in uh, 2017. And uh, in 2019, um, some peoples around rugby uh, league in France um, approached me and uh, asked me if I can help them to uh, to do so uh, to develop rugby uh, rugby league in France. And uh, to be honest with you, at the beginning, as I am, uh, as I had a lot of business to do in France, I said, "Oh no, I I have not the enough time to." Um, to, to invest uh, myself in terms of timing uh, in, in then they 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 asked me and asked me several times and um, I worked with them to understand what was the what what were the different uh, the different problem and um, I worked with them and when they said oh, you know there is election in one year do you want to to invest yourself to to lead a project for rugby league in in France, and I said, uh, "Okay, guys, I am going to help you if you want." And then uh, I uh, I went to the to the election in October, last October, uh, and the election was in December, and we we had a good success during the election, and now we we work for rugby league to be developed. In France, but not only in France, 
and that's the the the, the way I, I I I came in in rugby league. What an incredible story! And it sounds like it's fantastic that they were persistent with you because. From the little that I know about you, it seems like you're the man for the job so far. Um, though incredibly persistent. You're very passionate, I can see. I'm wondering what, you know, you mentioned some of the problems that were sort of identified when they first approached you about leading French Rugby League. And we might touch on those throughout this chat, but I wonder what some of those problems were, if you can share with us what you felt some of the problems were and what you're sort of facing at the moment as the president. One of the main points is that rugby league in France is mainly in the south of France mm-hmm. and mainly in a region which is called Occitanie, nearby Perpignan and Carcassonne, which are beautiful cities mm-hmm. of south of France. And can invite all the auditors to come in France to see that beautiful city. We, we'd love to when and we can again. Overall, <laughs> yes. And of course, to see all our beautiful country. But rugby league is mainly concentrated on Perpignan, Carcassonne, I mean, the, 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 the Occitanie region. So it means that for me, rugby league in France has to open up. Mm-hmm. It has to be developed and open up to to accept in fact not to stay in this main region we need to open up yeah yeah and uh, i believe that the to open up our rugby league we need to do it in france but also all around the world yeah and we need to show to the rugby league international rugby league, European, but also international rugby league, we need to show that, oh, guys, France is back. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, the history of rugby league in France is a great, very great history. Yep. And uh, we have to be proud of it. And we have to show to the rest of the world that France is back. And to do so, we need to open up. That's why I uh, engage our federation two different uh, ways. And uh, one point for you, Australian peoples, is that I'm very proud to see, for example, a guy like Trent Robinson Mm. to join us for the next World Rugby League. World Rugby League Cup. World Cup, sorry. I'm very proud of it because it shows that we open up. That yes, we are going to take the competence to show that France is back. Yep. And uh, that's why the same in France. I try to 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 explain to our brilliant people that compose our rugby league. I mean the clubs, the chairman of the different clubs the supporters, our administration, and so on, that if we open up, yes, we are a very big sport also in France. You know, in France, rugby union is much more developed than uh, rugby league. But I consider that rugby league is, we can make a show 
with rugby league. We can develop rugby league with young peoples. We can develop rugby league also with female people. Yep. You know, in France, there is a lot of female that play rugby in, in, in rugby union, and uh, much less in uh, in, uh, in in rugby league. But I do believe that rugby league, our rugby, is um, more acceptable mm. for female people. So we we have a lot of work to do, and uh, it's just a new passion for me. I love it. And uh, I am quite sure that we are ready in France to make our own revolution. I can see the revolution. Uh, because, yeah. yes, the people, it's not the other. Yeah. The people, it's, we are the problem. Yeah. We have been the problem. We are not anymore, and we can make our own revolution. It will take times, but that's why, that's what I am trying to 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 explain and, and trying to show that we are able to become a new great nation of rugby league. I think for France, it, um, it's very natural and could be quite easy to become great again. You've already taken some great steps. You mentioned Trent Robinson as the director of rugby. That made, that made the news here in, in Australia. Um, it was on, in our newspapers, on our news shows. French Rugby League is back. It made a very bold statement. And he's the best man for that job. Laurent Fresnu as well, your own, one of your own as head coach. They will make a great team. They've been a team before. You've taken some great steps to do what you're saying, to open Rugby League up. And one of the other steps that we're hearing about is the potential to expand the Elite One from 10 clubs to 12 teams in the coming seasons. I understand... This may or may not happen. It depends on criteria and what the new clubs can bring. But is is this a case of two teams stepping up from the Elite Two competition? Or will you, will you be looking at pushing into new areas and opening up into, say, Paris or maybe even Barcelona or, or something like that outside of the south of France? So the, the, the question is, is large. In fact, yes, I do want to... To have 12 clubs, maybe in the time, I don't know when, uh, f- 14 clubs in Elite One, which is our uh, main championship, yep. uh, the first division. The COVID crisis is a problem. Why? I said that I want 12 clubs in Elite One around four criterias. First of them, the uh, uh, sportive criteria. I mean... Are you able in Division 2, Elite 2, to play in Elite 1 on a sportive, sports point of view? Yep. First criteria. Second criteria, financial issues. Mm-hmm. Have you got or are you able to constitute a, 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 a budget which is in line with the capacity to, to play in um, Elite 1? Second criteria. So first one, sports. Secondly, um, uh, financial. Third objective, third criteria, is the infrastructure. What kind of infrastructure have you got? Is it a stadium with uh, 500 places? Or is it a stadium with 5,000, 10,000 spaces, etc.? So the Mm -hmm. infrastructure 
in terms of capacity of the stadium, in terms of vestiaire, if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, uh, um, uh, uh, hospitalities and so on. Yep. And finally, fourth uh, criteria, it is the capacity of marketing and uh, commercial action development. We need to have these four criteria. And for next year, the problem could be mainly on sportive criteria. Why it is a problem? Because the clubs from Elite 2 have not played since one year and a half. Mm. So I don't want to kill them. Yep. I want them to be in Elite 1 and to succeed to maintain their position in Elite 1. So because of the COVID crisis, as they do not have played for the past 12 or even uh, um, uh, 18 months, maybe it will be too fast for them to come in Elite 1 next year. But if it's not next year, it will be the, the year after. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so on, on that point, that's the first point. Secondly, yes, we have clubs in the south of France which are able to play against teams nearby the frontiers. Yep. I think that it is possible also, but maybe it's a little bit too early for next week to do so. Secondly, we have, uh, yes, we have the volunteer to develop uh, new clubs in the northern of France. Yep. We have small clubs in Paris, actually. Uh, we have also uh, clubs near Nantes, but we are not very well developed in northern France. We could imagine that uh, 30 years ago, as you know, there was the PSG uh, 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 clubs that has been created in yep. like this. Yep. Easy. But easy for one year, yep. two years, and it stopped. Why does it stop? Why did it stop? It stopped because the foundation were not there. And what I want, it's not to create something for one or two years. I want to create something for a long duration. Yep. So we need to create foundation. To create foundation, we need to have the structure to do so. Uh, in France, we are organized by region, and each region must have a kind of uh, uh, organization with what we call in France a league, mm -hmm. uh, and each department needs to have his own committee. Uh, and that's why we create new elections in the different regions or different departments to create this structure, because it is because we will have this structure, then we will be able to create new clubs. Without this structure, it's very difficult to have subvention from the region, from the regional authorities, and, and and so on. So, yes, I want to develop. Yes, I want to have more and more clubs in Elite One, but I don't want to do it. In killing the clubs, we will come in the elite one. I want to be prudent. 
ambition, ambitious, but prudent. That makes sense. Do you do you, does that same? You mentioned the criteria, the four criteria. Does that same criteria apply for the existing ten clubs? Will they be reevaluated based on that criteria, or do we assume that they're they're okay? In fact, in our um, championship, we have uh, I don't know how you say in English disparities. Yep, that's I mean it, exactly. All the clubs yep. are not quite the same. You, you understand? Yep. Budget, for example, the budgets of the different clubs are very, very, very different. Yep. That's why on the 10 clubs, we have um, five or six clubs that can be champion. And the others, for, for them, it's much more difficult. Um, so it means that we need to help all the clubs to um, structure. For example, in these criteria, I do understand that clubs want to have and spend uh, uh, 80% of their budget in the wages for the players. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing in a short time, but it's not a good thing in a long time. In, uh, uh, in the criteria, I think that the clubs must have only maybe 60% of their wages in the players, yep. and the 40% of the other wages in financial staff, commercial staff, um, medical staff, etc., etc. Because if you want to structure your club for a long time, then you need to structure all the parts of the clubs. You understand what I mean? Yep. I know if it's clear. Well, so, actually, the criteria I put on the table is to help the clubs to structure. It's not, actually, it's not an obligation. It is different step. I want to advise them to go with this different step. Yep. And I know that the club understood that. Yeah, it sounds like you've given them a blueprint for professionalism. Yeah. Which is um, something they haven't had in the past. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I think it's been fantastic. And we've been able to see it on the field this season, season 2020 and 2021. Um, elite One clubs have been or have have lot been live streaming games on Facebook and YouTube in lieu of actual crowds. And I think it's been fantastic. It's been a great initiative by the by by yourself and by the clubs. And it's given you great exposure in, in England and over here in Australia. I know for me personally, I can watch Carcassonne, I can watch Albi, I can watch Palau. It's great to be able to see the standard of rugby league over there because for a long time we ask, we question what what standard is Elite One? Is it League One? Is it what 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 sort of level is it at? And we can see that now. It's fantastic. Will you continue once crowds start to come back? Will you continue to stream these games? Is it financially sustainable for the future, or what is the plan in the long term for the sort of exposure you're, you're getting? How does it does it how does it equal dollars? I suppose. And I can see you laughing, so you put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I want to applause yep. um, all, all our clubs. Uh, because with that crisis, the COVID crisis, with uh, uh, no, no supporters uh, in, the, in, the, in the stadium, they made... Uh, uh, streaming videos of their match 
and uh, and it's a good thing because we need it for the different um, sponsors and so on. So it's it's a good uh, thing to do so. But the different video, the different clubs does not make exactly the same thing. Yeah. I mean, the video is different uh, between the different clubs. Yep. So some of them make very good jo- good job. Uh, some others are it's a little bit lower. Yep. What I want is uh, in the future is to to have a little bit more quality. For example, before the match, at the mid-time, yep. and at the end of the match. It's not a problem of quality of the of the match, of the game. It is the quality of the uh, capacity to, 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 to make the image and to, to show maybe better videos. That is the first point. If every club do what they want in their own, we won't have something standard. Yep. And I do believe that we need something much more standard first. Secondly, as you know, we have in France mainly two clubs which are able to be on TV. It is Dragons Catalan, which plays in, uh, in, in Super League, and Toulouse Olympique in Championship. Yep. Um, we have a television actually in France, which is uh, via Occitanie, yep. uh, where we have different matches. But I, I would like to develop also uh, rugby league on, on, on TV. We won't stop French rugby league on the web. We, we won't stop it. Yep. We are working actually on also a kind of cahier des charges. You know what it is, a cahier des charges? No, what does that uh, mean? A document with different oh. criteria. Yep, yep. And, and and I think that it is at, uh, at it is the job of the federation. Yep. And why? And why also? Because the rights, the different rights, is the owner of the rights, it is the federation. Yep. And if in one year, two years, four years, I want to commercialize these rights, I have to, to be the owner of these rights. It is not the clubs. Yep. It is the federation. So if I want to commercialize in the next future uh, these rights, I need to concentrate all these um, mechanisms around the federation. Yep. And that is a work we have to, to work on in the future. Uh, and we are working on it. Good. And I think that we are going to create a web TV of the federation. Sensational. And I think it's clever as well because if the clubs are building this audience then in three four five years time you're going to have a much bigger audience to sell the commercial rights to so it makes a lot of sense it's very clever it's 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 important for our global rugby league it's also very important for the clubs Mm. themselves Mm. because if we go up in quality the clubs will beneficiate of yep. this quality. I mean, if each club do what he wants in his own little local area, it will be always with uh, different sponsors and so on, but not good and, 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 and important sponsors. And it's quite the same for the rights. Yep. 
So we need to be professional. Yep, yep. I love it. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the podcast for international rugby league fans. Chasing Kangaroos is brought to you by Matt Haynes Sport. And uh, you will have heard in the interview with Luke already that French Rugby League, the big thing that they're looking for now is professionalism and upping their professionalism game. And if you, you represent a club or a nation or it doesn't matter what sport, but professionalism, very important. And one way you can show that is via your branding, your logo, your jersey. And that's exactly where Matt Haynes helps. So matthaynesport.com.au, logo design, kit design and kit production as well. Very cost effective, I must say. Uh, so the level of quality and professionalism you're getting for the price, uh, great value in my opinion, uh, and I don't mind saying that. Uh, matthaynesport.com.au, if you're producing kits with him, let him know you're a kangaroo chaser. You get 10% off as well. So enjoy that, guys. And now back to my chat with Luke Lacoste. You mentioned um, Catalan Dragons uh, and having them in the Super League and the recent success of Catalans has obviously been probably probably one of the one t- reason for rugby league to be in the press in France for people to recognise rugby league is Catalans and we see Toulouse Olympique as well in the championship and I hear many people myself included I'd love to see Toulouse in the Super League I'd love to see two strong French teams yeah. in the Super League. But I wonder what your perspective is. Does does is having two or more f- French teams in the English pyramid in the English structure does that benefit French rugby league or does it hinder the elite one? In your opinion, first of all, it's not so easy to 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 answer to 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 that question. First of all, I think it's good for rugby league, French rugby league. Why? Because. It is two main clubs that are playing in a big championships. Yep. And these two championships are are very good championships. So to see French uh, clubs to play in that championships, I think it's a good thing. You know, we always can say we are French championship. We have an English championship. No, no. Super League and championship. It is a, a kind of it could become a kind of European mm. championship, mm. not an English championship, a European championship. Actually, there is mainly there are mainly uh, English clubs, but uh, we will see what will happen in 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 the next uh, in the next uh, ten years. Yeah. For the time being, yes, we have to uh, to be uh, to be honest. There is a difference in terms of sports level between Super League, Championship, and Elite One. Yep. There is a difference. And even if Elite One plays more and more well, I mean, the level of Elite One is a good, very good level today. But the other championships are also in increase. Mm. They increase the level. So the problem is... Do we go faster than the other championship? Mm. Or yes, we increase, but the other also. So we need to 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 run, mm. and, and it's not 
it, it, it won't be done in, in, a, in, a, in a, so, so easily. Um, what I do believe is that we have to continue like this and we have to perform on our elite one. Yep. And we have to progress on our elite one. And that's all my job. That's all what I try to explain in France is that, oh, guys, we need to become professional, not only with the players, but in our, our own methods, methods. Yep. In commercial, marketing, infrastructure, financially, we need to have professional methods. And it is because we will have professional methods that our championship could, could grow. Yep. So it sounds like I keep hearing the word professional and it's fantastic to sit, to hear and see this plan. Do you think in, you know, maybe not in your time as president, maybe you'll plant some seeds now, but maybe for the future presidents of French Rugby League, we will ever see a day where the French Elite One or the French Championship or Division One is as powerful as the English Super League or the that we can have two strong European championships side by side. Is that possible? It will depend on us. Yeah. It will depend on our capacity to develop. It will depend on our capacity to become more and more professional. It will become on our capacity to show our rugby league, our rugby in France to have more and more sponsors. You know, Actually, there is a huge difference, financial difference between Dragon Catalans and Toulouse Olympic mm. and between Toulouse Olympic and our clubs in Elite One. I mean, the budget goes from one to 12. Mm. Yep. So it's not so easy to do, yep. uh, to, to compete. Uh, but I do believe that if we make a good job, I do believe that our own championship, I mean Elite One, can a lot progress and becomes a real uh, professional championship in the next five or ten years, maybe. Maybe yeah. I won't be anymore president. It's not the problem. <laughs> I mean, the main problem is to reverse all the tendencies. I love it. And, and, uh, and that's, that's my job, in fact. My job is not to, to be, uh, to be, uh, to, to be the, the greatest president of rugby league in France. No. My, my main point for the for next years is to reverse all the tendencies. I love it. And to put our rugby league in professional methods. Yeah. I don't know if we will be a, a professional championship. It's too early to do so. To say so, but to put professional methods, that is the main point of my next four years. I love it. Your job is to make it easier for the next person, which I think you, it sounds like you're going to do, which is fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> I, I certainly would love to see a lot of players developing in the elite one. And hopefully we need to see more French players in the Catalan side in Toulouse in other Super League clubs, more French players coming to Australia to play rugby league as well. And I think as the player pool gets stronger, we can one day see, I can see one day a strong French competition where Catalan and Toulouse come back 
and take part a major part in that. So I think that's fantastic. Another option is in Australia or in the Queensland Cup, the Queensland Cup is expanding over here. And one of the clubs that are looking to to be involved in that expansion is the Pacific Tres, uh, Pacific Tres, which is uh, based in um, New Caledonia, Vanuatu, etc., in those in the French Polynesian region. They've recently combined with Montpellier Sharks and um, found partnerships with French clubs like that. Do you see a pathway into the NRL as an opportunity for some of your players? Is that possible as well? Are these partnerships important? Yes, my answer is clearly yes. Yep. First, because I, I mean, in the two senses, two two senses, I need these population to come one day in France to play in France. Yep. And I need French players to go over there. I mean, it's a I don't know kind of cross. Yep. For the time being, you know, I've been elected three months ago. I had a lot. And as you can see, I think I made already a lot of things and to try to show our ambitions. Definitely. So I have not quite the time for the time being. I had not all the, the time I would like to have to open all the all the files. Yep. I had uh, Laurent uh, Garnier uh, several times at, uh, on, on telephone. Yep. And we discussed about all that. We are going to try to help them to uh, to to have a good development. What I need, and it's always the same, the same thing. What I need is that everybody understands that we need structure. Yep. We need to structure. I know that it's not easy for them to have a league or a committee and na 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 na. We need that because in France and in our architecture, I want located structure. I cannot do anything from my part. So I need people to be organized. If they are organized, we can do different things. If it's not very well organized, it's a little bit difficult to do so. You know, and I know you know it, the French Federation yep. is not an independent organization. It depends from our ministry. Of course. Yep. I am, we are the representatives of the ministry. We organize competition because the ministry asked them with a delegation a contract to organize the thing. I cannot do exactly what I want every day. I need to structure because the government asked me to structure. Yep. Uh, if there is independent, totally independent initiative, I do love initiative. You know, I come from the from companies and, and, and from business. Yep. So I do love initiative, but I need to structure all the initiatives. And it and sometimes in the past. When it does not go in a good sense, it was because there were no structures. We need structures. Yep. And when it is structured, then we you can develop. And that's what we, what we are going to try to do with Pacific Trace. Beautiful. 
Um, there's certainly some opportunities there. Let's let's. I take... don't know if it is beautiful, but I think it is the sense where we have to work. <laughs> well, if you've had phone conversations with Laurent Garnier, I know that there's something happening because uh, he, he's he's very organised himself. So that's great. I um let's talk about the national team because um if France is back and we want to show the the international rugby league community that France is back, then they need to perform on an international level. And I think for France to improve, they need regular competition against their neighbours. And I understand that um, you approached the RFL about a mid-season test against England this year, but they had other plans already. Was that was that the case? You did approach them? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, I, I, I discussed once or two, twice with uh, with uh, Ralph yep. Rimmer. And uh, he told me, as we are now uh, co-president of the uh, European Rugby League, we, 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 we discussed, you know, that France and, and Ralph and I uh, are clearly uh, in, in European Rugby League. I asked him if it was possible. We had uh, windows... We, uh, a window around the 26th or uh, on the 26th, 27th of June yep. uh, to make an international match. I mean, a, te- a test match. And when I was elected, I, I um, asked for um, for uh, Ralph to, to make a, a match. And uh, Ralph told me, oh, yes, but you know, Luc, uh, before we had not too much um, conversation with the French Federation, so we have um, decided to make another matches. So it will be difficult for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem for this year. We will do it next time. That is the first point. So yes, I asked for English and they told me they will be happy to play against France, but they already organized something else. That is first point. Second point, to be honest, we have a little difficulty is that the planning of the competition in Super League yep. and Championship is so uh, tight, uh, maybe it won't be easy to have the players yep. for, uh, for a test match. Or as you know, not only, but a lot of our French players in uh, our national team comes from Dragon and uh, Théo Theo Toulouse. Yep. So... Uh, it's not easy for Dragons and Theo to uh, give us our players. I mean, if it was one or two players, it will be okay. It's a little bit more yeah. than one or two players, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you see what I mean. Yeah. It's much easier for Ralph and English team to make, uh, uh, because they have the different national players are in several, much more uh, clubs. Yep. So you can have one or two from these clubs, one or two from Salford, one or two from uh, Leeds, one or two from... In France, uh, we have mainly two, uh, two, two, two main clubs. Um, so, so, so it's not so easy, but we, we, we're going to try to make something. It's not, it's not quite definitive. So is it something that we could see for next season is it on the cards has it been discussed yeah of course beautiful that's of all course. that's all i need to know um, we need we need, uh, we, we need we need for our national team but i i, I do believe that it's good also for the other nations yep. to have two main nations yeah um we need to develop these uh, these kind of uh, of of matches between france and 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 england but also with the welsh 
uh, and with the uh, it's it's important for us. But COVID crisis, it's not that easy. And I remember that um, I, I want to tell you that uh, uh, it's uh, more difficult actually because of uh, COVID crisis, and that um, England with the Brexit has left the European. La communauté européenne, yep. European community, they are not anymore in the communauté européenne. Yep. So he, there is many protocols and so on between the two, the transborder lines and so on that are not so easy to to organize. You mentioned Wales, um, which is interesting as well because France has always been, ever since you know the beginning of international rugby league competition, France has always been very open to the rest of the world. I I, I read uh, recently that. At the first World Cup, which France were the founders of, the first World Cup, they started the Rugby World Cup. They wanted to invite the USA, um, but Australia, England, New Zealand didn't want this. Um, so France has always been open to developing the game. Do you see an obligation, or do you think that rugby league in France, once they, you know, obviously get things more perfect, once you're more professional in your own backyard? you'll be able to help at least maybe the rest of Europe or other nations in Europe, your your neighbours like Spain or Italy or or Serbia or Germany or, or Wales or Ireland develop as well and grow together. Is is there any possibility there or, or communication to work together? You know, it is our culture. Mm. French culture has always been to develop all around the world. And um, it's quite my volunteer. But French Rugby League needs also to concentrate on itself. Yep. I think we can uh, concentrate on our own and also on the others. We are not a rich federation. We are not a rich um, rugby league in France. It's not rich. So we also need to be prudent. But if we can help thinking about what we, they have to do, thinking about how they can develop um, many, also in Africa, mm. we will be open to help them. We will be open. Even if in terms of financial terms, we have to concentrate on ourselves. It's enough art like this. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. But obviously, you know, there's, you mentioned Africa, there's French speaking African nations. So it makes sense that you know, the channels yeah. of communication are open and there might be some good rivalries there in the future for our sport, which is fantastic. Thank you for this remark. Thank you for this <laughs> remark. It means that it's very difficult for us to, to speak with English. No, okay, no, okay, you've okay, done, I understand. No, it's difficult for me to speak <laughs> French, trust me. No. I, <laughs> um, it was a joke. It know, was a joke. <laughs> um, we have a World Cup at the end of the year. What would be a good result for France? And I know you're going to say winning the whole the whole thing, but... What would be a realistic and good result for France at the World Cup this year? How do you think the national team will go in men's, women's and in wheelchair as well? Oh, the, the, a good World Cup could be to make a quarterfinal for the men's. Yep. For the wheelchair, even if it won't be easy because the reglementation does not help for this World Cup, uh, but um, it will be to be in final because we are uh, double double uh, world champion. Yep. Uh, you know, on one match you can win or, or lose. 
Yep. Uh, a good result could be to make a, a, a final. If we can be world champion, it will be perfect. But I mean, on a match, a final, we know that you win, you lose, yep. no problem. Uh, but the, the, the ambition is to be in, in, in final. And for the girls, it's difficult for the girls because they, um, in France, they do not play actually. Yep. Because all is stopped. Yep. So it's very difficult for them to uh, maintain the level. But what I want with uh, our brilliant girls, I want them to show that we exist, that they exist. Mm -hmm. I want them to show to our French people that there is a future for the female practice. Yep. In rugby union, in rugby union, 20% of the clubs have women. In rugby league in France, only 8% of the clubs have women. Oh, wow. So I do believe that we have a real woman development in our sports yep. in France. And for this, I want the girls to show that it is a girl sport. Yep. That it is easy to play rugby league. Not easy, but it's more easy. It's easier, sorry, yep. for women to play our sports. That it is easy. It's much more easy than uh, in rugby union where you have rugs. Yep. Uh, I don't know how you call it. Uh, and so on. So I, I want them to, to tell a story. Yep. I want them to tell a story. They will play again Australia, again New Zealand. It's gonna be hard. Mm. It's gonna be. It's gonna be hard. Uh, I know that they are. They, they want to compete, and I want them to compete. They have to win. Mm. But I can fix an objective that is an irreal, unreal objective. So I want them mainly, yes, to to fight. Yep. But also to, to tell a story yep. to our own people. And I think that is the main three objectives for all the teams. Yep, I love it. We'd love to see success for France. France and Papua New Guinea are two nations that I'd love to see and a lot of our listeners would love to see success for because I think you guys are building up to something in your history. You know, you deserve it. And I think that and I, and that's why I have chosen... Uh, guys as Laurent Fresinus mm. and Trent Robinson. Mm. It's not only to have success immediately. Mm. It's to put competences into our national teams. And I'm very, very proud because of his competence yeah. to see that Trent, who loves France, yeah, of course. to see that Trent wants to work with me, wants to work with us. I think it's a good signal. Mm. It's a good, um, with the arrival of trends, it's not only, it's not a communication problem yep. issue. It is, yes, it's good for our communication, but it's not that point. It is, we need a high level of competence. Yep. And with trends, it's a brilliant point of view. I think it's a brilliant operation for us Best in terms of, Competence. Yeah, definitely. Is is Trent a long term appointment, or is it for the World Cup only, or, or is there an option? No, 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 no. It's not only for the World Cup. 
It is for the next years. I, I when I discussed with strength, it was my volunteer, and it's good. It was it was also his volunteer. Love it to yep. to join uh, the the French Federation for 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 a long time. I think it's a perfect marriage. Of course, <laughs> yes. Of course, I have short term objective. Of course, medium term objective. Yep, but also long term. Yep. Yep. Yes, I have a short-term objective. Yes, okay. And I see, I don't know if my team, teams will succeed uh, with that short-term objectives. I hope they will. Yep. But if it's not the case, uh, I will be nervous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the main point is, yes, of course. But the main point is, let's grow in the time. I love it. I love it. Do you think, um, final question on World Cups, do you think it would be possible in the near future, maybe 2029, for France to host a World Cup. I think something like that would be incredible. Is it? Would it be a possibility? Um, <laughs> yes. 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 And I, I, I just, I just, uh, I just give my Joker card. Okay. <laughs> I give you a Joker card on that point. Okay. I give you a Joker card. Yes. And as I said during the campaign, the electoral campaign. I said France will organize a World Cup. I love that. And then I give you a joker card. I'll take the card and I'll book my tickets and I'll see you there. We'll drink some wine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Luke, um, it's been fantastic speaking to you. Um, thank, you. thank you for putting up with my Australian accent. You've understood it very well and you've, you've been fantastic, so I appreciate that. Uh, my final question for you is... You know, during your tenure, you're you're very early on. You you mentioned you've been the president of French Rugby League for three months. So during your time, when you eventually retire from the position, what would be your legacy? What do you want your legacy or your big goal to be? What do you want to leave behind when you're done? It's um, the 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 point is uh, my main point could be to reverse all the tendencies. Yep. I think yep. that is the main point. I am a, a, a man who comes from the business and um, I have always, I try to have objectives with the timing. I know that in four years, I won't make all the revolution of the rugby league, French rugby league. But if I can succeed in reverse all the tendencies, I think that I want to see and I would like to to, to show that French Rugby League is back. And that is the first thing. And the second point is the increase of our um, licenses. That there is more and more people who are practicing rugby à 13. On va parler français. Je voudrais qu'il y ait de plus en plus de licenciés <laughs> qui pratiquent notre sport en France. I couldn't have said it better myself, Luke. That was fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> what a what a fascinating discussion. Thank you, Luke Lacoste, for spending an hour with me. Hopefully we can do this again, maybe in a year or two, or hopefully at a French World Cup in the future. It will be fantastic. But um, it's been amazing. And from all of our listeners, thank you for chasing kangaroos with me this evening. It was a pleasure for me. And, uh, you know, France is a country where we do love to discuss with everybody. So it was a pleasure also for me yep. to discuss with you. Thank
Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Chasing Kangaroos is brought to you by Matt Haynes Sport. We are mixed and produced by Paul Murchison. Our theme music was written and recorded by Ash Barco and Ricky Cancino. The podcast is hosted by me, Michael Carboni, and The Biggest Tiger. Views are our own. Mm-hmm.